Hello, all of you wonderful people out there in podcast world. You're listening to BA Chats. It's true. You are. I'm Rachel Coons, your host. And I'm Kevin Coons. And we're so excited to have you guys always. Thank you so much for listening. BA Chats exists because we believe that testimonies mean do it again, God. We believe that testimonies are an invitation. We believe that testimonies are like standing on top of a, of a mountain going, hey, you like this good stuff too? So we love to have people on and share their testimonies, just what Jesus is doing. So we always encourage you guys, always um, reach out and just grab the goodness that God, he's just awesome. He's got so more wonderful. than enough. He's more than willing. We spend too much yeah. of our time like begging him like he's eking stuff out. It's redonk. It was all his very good idea. He wants us to prosper more than we want to prosper even yeah. know how so testimonies build us up and encourage us and give us dream you know visions of oh my word is that even possible it's yes. possible yes it is it is so that's why we do ba chats and then also for this reason yeah the other reason we do it is because they're in our body here at bethel atlanta there are so many people who have just stories of gold i mean like as I always say, they're gold in them, their hills, you know? I mean, so say that, Coons. There's so many people <laughs> in our body that have stories that are, that just exemplify the goodness of God and Jesus. And, and they're doing a wonderful thing in our body and in the world or in their mountain, and they're loving Jesus well. And so this is an opportunity for, for us to get to showcase them to you. So that's why we do BHS. Just recently, we have been showcasing authors and creatives and people who are just producing and mm -hmm. doing amazing things in our body. And tonight, oh my goodness, I'm excited because I've just been hearing Drum wonderful things that are going on in our guest's yeah. life. And I've been like, wait, what? Huh? Oh my gosh, I love her. So Marie Joy Hunt, welcome. Uh, you guys, thanks for having me. I, as you were saying all that, I was like, yes, God is so good. We love you. We have loved you for a long time. We don't get to talk to you enough. And, and I know you've got amazing things going on so seriously. I can't wait to catch up on all of it. How are you doing, girl? Thank you. I am honestly... I'm genuinely thriving. And it's so great to hear. Yeah. And you know what's beautiful about it is it's not that hard things don't happen. It's not that pain doesn't happen. It's that I actually am learning how to let life happen inside of me as well as manifest it and know that I actually do have power and control. Like God wants me to be a powerful person. And so I'm learning that. And so I'm thriving. Did you say just now that it's not that hard things don't happen. It's just when you're powerful, you do really well in the middle of hard things and they end up being growth. Yes. Opportunities. You understand okay. that it's actually in the uncomfortable and in the pain that you learn who you are and you learn how to overcome. Okay. You're going to have to say that. You said it in two beautiful ways. I need to know this. We need to know this because there's so much fighting of bad things going on, which again, nobody wants bad things, but I mean, if we would understand, wow, the Lord could turn this thing for my good. I could be better mm -hmm. on the other side if I'll, and say it how you just said it. Oh yeah. I wonder if I can say it again. Let's <laughs> see. Um, <laughs> about seeing just you know, yes. on the inside. Of I you. honestly think I've, I'm learning that, um, pain is not the enemy. Emotions aren't the enemy. Emotions are actually beautiful and they're communication language. And so if I'm feeling something, in that moment, I should actually hold it and embrace it and invite Jesus into it. Mm. And let's look at it and not run away from it. Let's not cope. Let's not shut it down. Let's just look at it in that moment and realize there's a key here for me that I can overcome something. And there's a beautiful gift right here. And I hear this, you know, there's so many upgrades in the middle of adversity, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm realizing practically what it is, is that I'm actually getting set free in my brain my body's getting set free in the middle of pain. And so if I can embrace it and choose what Jesus is choosing for me, I literally will change the way I think. Wow. And it will actually manifest itself into my reality. Is this what the word is? <laughs> Isn't this what the Bible says? <laughs> is this what the word means? Isn't that what Paul for said? The Bible. <laughs> is this what the word means when it says that we are more than overcomers? Right. Okay. Yes. So if we're more than overcomers, that in in, a, in and of itself, right, they'll, <laughs> in and of itself tells us that we're going to have things to overcome. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, yes. Because, I mean, we live in a world where people are in pain. Right. And they don't know what to do other than hurt other people half the time. Right. <laughs> so they don't know wow. how to respond. Okay. And so... Marie Joy Hunt, welcome again. We love you. Let's wow. go ahead. Thanks, guys. Welcome. This is a beautiful wow. welcome. That was so the deepest happy. welcome I have ever been a part of. Ever. ever. Oh, you guys get ready. I may be full of joy, but oh, it does come good. with pain. It's a with deep pain. river. It's a, it is. It is a deep river. Mm. Well, let's let our audience get to know you a little bit. Can you share a little bit of your testimony? I can. And I will be, I'm going to be so authentic right now, you guys. <laughs> Do that thing. I, so I've been truly fighting for authenticity in my life, like awesome. at any turn, at any point. So in a setting like this, normally I would perform and try to be like, okay, what do, what do they want to hear? Oh. What do people want to hear? And I would just become that. And, and so I'm going to be so authentic and Good I'm going to be so you. raw. So I'm just setting that tone right now for myself. Good that I'm going to be authentic and be me. So You be you. Practice. Be me. <laughs> this is great practice. Authenticity. This is great practice, you guys. Because this is like, this is um, creative performance mode. Um, easy to become performance oh, in sure. settings like this, you know. Sure. So, mm. so anyway, a little bit about me. I grew up in, I was born in Florida. Grew up in Alabama. Oh. Literally. In L.A., lower Alabama? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Northern Alabama. Uh, northern. In the, okay. On Lookout Mountain. Okay. Beautiful woods, middle of the woods, literally middle of the woods. I was like, what have my parents done? (laughs) Why are we in the woods? (laughs) There's nothing around. I can't even get to a Walmart. It's like 30 minutes away. I mean, just such a great process for me in my little child life. Um, And then, let's see, I really struggled with um, suicide and depression starting about the age of 11. And that was actually, um, I, you know, my parents are absolutely incredible people. I love them so much. But just like most of us in life, we do the best we can. And I think mm-hmm. my parents were doing the best they could with what they knew. Um, however, there was a lot of pain and there was a lot of things they didn't know how to respond well to. Sure. So there was a lot of chaos in the family growing up. And my parents didn't know how to, to communicate it well. So I was left kind of in the war zone, the crossfires at times, and began to develop at a young age a lot of pain. Okay. And so I didn't, and, and I would hide it all in. I mean, no one ever knew. I looked like I was fine. I acted fine. But internally, I was just such a mess and felt very alone, very yes. isolated. And so through that process, when I was, about, when I was 13, I had premeditated my suicide. Oh, I didn't. Unfortunately, I know. Very sad. I know. I know. No one knows this, right? Because I'm Marie Joy, right? (laughs) I'm full of joy. (laughs) You you really genuinely are. Genuinely am, but that's my testimony, right? Sure, sure. And the reason I think at that point I I was like, okay, I'm just going to kill myself was because it was so painful. Honestly, it was like, why why would I ever live? Like, if this is what life is going to be, why would I live this? Wow. And it was just hell. And it just felt like that. And so I was living in an internal pain. And um, so then I, I literally, I didn't do it. <laughs> I, I, I had put it under my pillow. Like, wow. Yeah. And, um, and then a couple days later, my dad came home radically different, bawling his eyes out. He apologized for the way he treated us our entire lives. And he said that it felt like God literally, while he was driving home from work, felt like God reached his hand into his heart and just turned something on. Like so they were born saw. again the whole time you guys were all? They were. I grew okay. up in a Christian home. Great. But I think it was just the awareness of Jesus' presence. Sure. Oh, my goodness. Just wasn't sure. there. Sure. Yeah. Um, and Which means there's no awareness for help or hope. Right. And so you just project onto the people you love. It's hard. And, um, and so my dad honestly completely changed after that. So I, I learned wow. people can change. Like awesome. I saw someone I knew very intimately change. Wow. <laughs> and he was became he a dad. praying about it or what, what, what did he, did he, he describe I, the encounter? You know, I, he's a very private man. He doesn't talk a lot about his intimate moments sure. most of the time. But I do know that it was just bad. There was a lot going on for him. Sure. And my dad's been through a lot in life. Um, he was a survivor of melanoma cancer three times. Oh, whoa. <laughs> wow. So I think a lot of that had to do with what was happening. Right. Um, a lot of shame. And so I think it was just a buildup of 
emotions that at that moment, I think he was crying out to the Lord. Wow. And mom was crying out to the Lord for help. Sure, sure. And so. That's beautiful. Yeah. So that became the the shift for awesome. our whole family. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was a shift. And my dad started pursuing me as a daughter. So, yeah. So from that point, I began to really squash emotions and numb out um, because I just didn't know. I didn't know what to do. Right. <laughs> because that's natural if you're not taught differently. Exactly. I yeah. mean, why would you want to feel all that pain? Right. So, yep. yeah. So I, I um. I didn't actually start creating until I was 16. Um, that was my first musical. Wow. So I was a sports person my whole life. Um, and so that began my journey, though. My mom, because this will all tie back in together. My mom, her and I have talked all this out. So everything I'm telling you, we've all hashed out. That's my awesome. parents and I, we have I an incredible that. relationship now. That's awesome. So it's beautiful. Um, but growing up, my mom, um, she'll even tell you this, I was um I was the best at I was one of those people that was just I had to be the best at everything and so I would mm. put myself very efficiently into things and find out how to be the best so in sports I had to be the best in school I had to make all A's like if I wasn't mm. why am I not um I needed that affirmation are you the oldest in the family I'm the third you're the third okay. out of four okay. so my siblings call me the golden child <laughs> because <laughs> I always did everything right, quote unquote, because I knew the right things. Sure. Like I was like, oh, I must do something to get my mom's love. And so I began to develop that thought process from a very young age, which has now brought itself and unmasked itself into my adulthood, <laughs> into all my relationships. <laughs> To the people who put my groceries in the sack. It happens with them. Oh, yep. so true. Like, oh, I'm supposed to say, how are you doing? Have a blessed day. Because this is, you're going to like me if I do this. You're, you know, anyway. So it's a little taste of my childhood. Um, and I didn't, um, I got set free from depression and suicide. I struggled with it all up until I was 20. Wow. So I never told anyone um, Again, you wouldn't know to say anything. No. And, and it would only happen, and I only say this for people who actually may struggle with this, it would only happen when I felt rejected um, or felt high-intense pain levels, and I would have crazy thoughts go through my head, just like I would be driving and be like, well, you could just have a car wreck right now. Like, would anybody actually care? Wow. Like, just maybe torment. they would love you. Wow. Like, it was just this weird twisted torment. Yeah. Sure, sure. So when I was 20, God and I just, um, he, somebody was prophesying over me and praying over me. Actually, a group of people, sorry, a group of people. And all of a sudden I go into this vision. Um, oh, wow. And I'm, I'm literally in an ocean like a dolphin, <laughs> which dolphins <laughs> are good, my favorite animal. That's a good way to be. That's oh, a great way to be. And, <laughs> and there's two dolphins and Jesus is the other dolphin and we're swimming. And um, he says to me in the vision, he says, hey, do you see this ocean? This is your ocean of joy. Like, this is my gift awesome. to you. You were created and marked by joy wow. to be a joy-filled person. Wow. And um, he said, anytime you need to, you can come to this ocean, sit here in, in an encounter and pull from this ocean with me. That's beautiful. And I will give you, I'll give you rest. I'll give you joy when you feel chaos and, mm. and hurt. So I literally from that point forward began to do that. And honestly, I think pretty much it evaporated after that. Anytime I did have feelings, I would do that. So then a year or two, I literally had no, That's awesome. no struggle, wow. like not even a thought in my mind wow. ever beautiful. that I would do that. Beautiful. That's, That's so beautiful. Great. That is a beautiful delivery. That's a great way to get delivered. No, right? <laughs> so God is really good. So <laughs> Bottom line, we're just going to give it to you. I'm God is good. I am super curious. Mm -hmm. did, did you guys speak to each other in dolphin language? <laughs> I, 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 could just, I can't help but just turn oh up. Only. Sorry. You know, it would have been. I'm sorry. Just honestly, I wouldn't put it past God's humor. Yeah. <laughs> totally would do it. However, it. right. It wasn't. But uh, that would have been cool, though. Like, interpret <laughs> the dolphin interpret, yeah, language. Interpret the dolphin tongue. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't talk to me that way. Sorry, Kevin. That's okay. 
Well, Murray Joy, when we met you, mm-hmm. how I remember meeting you and know you as is as a, a as a creative, as a an actress. Mm-hmm. And so, how when did all that get started? Was it with your your musical? Kevin's going. Wait a minute, you yeah, were an actress. I was, I was, I was, what? <laughs> the other. I was just thinking. The other only thing. Oh, what so I remember funny. was Marie's Joy hair slapping me in the face the first time <laughs> in worship. I'm really? in there wor- Did yeah, I really and here slap comes you? This, like, I'm so sorry. No, it was your no, wet hair from dance. Oh, Don't hair. ever apologize. I loved that it. Was and I remember, I remember, I'm like, I'm just worshiping the Lord. Up there. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? And here goes Marie Joy, like Good spinning, like, like spinning a like a tornado of fire yeah. through the. For those of you that do go to Bethel, Marie Joy's the beautiful, sometimes redhead with the gorgeous, mm. now now brunette. Mm-hmm. When I met you, just that beautiful red hair, now your gorgeous brunette hair. Oh, thank you. But that is the marvelous dancer. We have got lots of marvelous answers, but you are definitely, girl, you're just. Uh, <laughs> you're so kind. I. So when did all of that start? When did oh, you discover such your, a great, your love for just the creative arts period? Such a great process. I actually did grow up singing my whole life. So okay. like my so mom realized music. I could actually sing and she was like, oh, Marie can sing. Let's put her in choir, you know. So right. I did choir. I sang a long time. <laughs> and so, okay. um, but then, and so when I was 15, I auditioned for something called The Sound of America. Okay. And it's a prestigious choir band, um, um, and it's America. Literally, they invite high schoolers up until 22 to audition for this thing um, where you would be a choir, and you would go to all the famous cathedrals in Europe and sing. You tour oh, Europe. That's wow. marvelous. So I got in. It was oh, like three auditions. Wow. I got in as a soprano one. Wow. And that, Are you still a soprano one? Oh, gosh, no. Goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot hit a high D to save my life. It but takes some serious work. It is practice. It is. I in college I began to grow the belting range because of Broadway stuff. So sure. So I was taught more how to do a mix of head chest belting, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. wouldn't rip your vocal cords. So, right, right. so that, that became my specialty. But um, I wish that I could still hit a <laughs> oh high my D. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but from that, I came back home, okay. and somebody had said to me, oh, I knew you did this choir thing. You should audition for um, this community college about an hour away. They're doing Peter Pan, and it's open to the community. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I have to audition. Yeah. So I go into this thousands, literally it's a thousands, 3,000 person theater. Oh, wow. And the director is sitting there. There's no one there except for the director. I go in there. I do a monologue from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like it's kind of appropriate. I mean, Peter Pan. There were pirates right, in Peter exactly. Pan. Exactly. No way to go. I don't think I. That's why I did it. But <laughs> I appreciate your affirmation. Mr. Cotton's parrot. I next question. I think it's because I loved Jack Sparrow's "Why yeah. Is the Rum Gone" yeah. monologue. <laughs> So that was my monologue at 16. Why oh, is the rum gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. Oh, my goodness. So, I, and then I do, a, I do some singing, and this director literally stands up after I'm done. He goes, where have you been this whole time? Wow. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know I could do this. Like, so I got cast as a lost boy, oh. and I found something. So remember emotions, right? I shut them down. So this was the first time I unlocked my emotions inside of theater. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it wasn't, I would say it's healthy, not healthy, but sure. at least it gave me an outlet to feel finally. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because also growing up, I had heard I was too sensitive, I was dramatic, too emotional. So my brain was like, oh, well, no one's going to love you if you're emotional, so don't show your emotions. Wow. So finally I had a space where I could show my emotions. Oh, and so it was no accepted. You fell in love. And, and it was celebrated. And celebrated. Right. So I became a performer. Wow. So so from there I did a lot of musicals I did f- with them and then felt Jesus um, taking me to uh, to musical theater degree in college. Yeah. Awesome. And also I had a radical Jesus encounter when I was 18 by the way, just to add that awesome. in. Okay. Um I was really, once I started doing theater, I really hit a space of why in the world am I even in church? It's a waste of my time. (laughs) Like these people love me and people at church don't. So (laughs) I'm going to drink and party. Um, That became my whole space when I was 16 and 17. And then, but I had like at 17, I had this weight on my chest. I couldn't breathe. I was, I just couldn't breathe. And every time I would pass a church, I would cry. Oh, wow. (laughs) Sure. I'm like, okay. And I decided to go to church with my parents one Sunday because I was like, yeah, there's a longing calling me. Sure. 
And I was sitting there, and I don't even know what he's talking about. I really don't. But all of a sudden, I just have this crazy encounter with Jesus. And everything, I, it all hit. Wow. Oh, I need Jesus. Oh, that's like, awesome. I am such a mess without him. Wow. I don't wow. know how to do life without him. I need him. He mm. really is my savior. Wow. So I just ran to him in that moment. So that's that just awesome. flipped everything. But from there, I did college. You know, I did school. Sure, sure, and sure. I um, was getting my degree in musical theater. I was doing really well. I got in Shakespeare. I mean, I was touched on Shakespeare freshman year of college. It's exciting. I was, yeah, I was um, doing well. And then sophomore year, I was doing even better. <laughs> and then God asked me to quit school and go to China. <laughs> I become a missionary. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I really thought he was nuts. I was like, this, I must be crazy. Like, this is not God. Like, God wouldn't, God wouldn't do that, would he? So I did. <laughs> he did. And he did, and, and I obeyed. <laughs> and everybody thought I was crazy. <laughs> oh wow! So off to China with what organization? Um, I went with my church, Church of the Highlands, okay. in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know you went to Church of yes, the Highlands. I did. It's it a great group of people. Yes, it began my process because I grew up Presbyterian. Okay. And so you know they believed that um, the gifts, prophecy, and tongues had ceased. Right. And they believed that God only speaks through the Bible. Right. Um, and so I didn't know God could speak audibly. Like, I really didn't know that was a sure. thing. And I didn't grow up dancing. They literally had a no dancing policy in our church. Oh. Where well. you'd be kicked out. <laughs> you cor- so you choreograph. Which is why I do this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I All the pent up. We are <laughs> like, still celebrating that time. that's not true. Woo-hoo! Right? I'm like, I can dance anytime I want. Um, but in that process, though, in college, so I did quit school. I went to China. That's another crazy process of deliverance that's where I got the the suicide thing got delivered was awesome. going through that process wow. awesome a lot of heart healing a lot of father heart healing God encounters got my prayer language prophecy awesome. stuff like just wow. everything was unlocked in those two years and then God called me to go back to school wow oh, that's <laughs> awesome. the same place and I was like why like I'm doing great and he showed me he said your identity was in your creative skills wow like you really thought that that's all you had and I needed to set you free of all of that, and you had to let it go That's good. so that I could give it back to you. That's and now good. you're not going to control it. So I went back to school, finished. I started directing after that. I started directing um, kids, teenagers in theater, Shakespeare, nice. taught, loved it. Nice. Didn't even realize I loved directing until then because I was always a performer. Sure. I, I performed on stage. That's yeah. what I did. Sure. <laughs> I didn't know how to do the technical. I was like, oh, no, I'm too good for that. Like, <laughs> no. Um, and then I kind of floundered for a few years. Well. I, I really lost. I, it was a very difficult. The next, I would say, two years after that became a very difficult place. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Um, and I was in Orlando when God called me to come here. Okay. To do Bethel Atlanta. So. The school? Y- um, yes. Or, okay. Yes, the school. So, sorry, backtrack. That's okay. Dance time. Here's where dance came in. When I went back to school um, after mission work, I realized how much I loved dancing. And I'd never danced before that. Wow. And I didn't look at myself and think I was a dancer because I didn't grow up dancing. Sure. So what I would do is I'd go into the studios late at night, midnight. I would turn worship music on and I would just turn the lights off and I would worship I would literally just <laughs> dance my heart out That's awesome. and nobody knew I did it and so I would I continued to do that throughout my life um wow. and then when I was in Orlando I was dancing one night in a studio and I heard God say Bethel I was like Bethel what and I knew Bethel Reading was a thing um I was like Bethel okay so I um looked up Bethel Reading had no peace I was like, no, this isn't it. But I would go into the dance studios and I would hear Bethel, Bethel. Every time I would dance, I would hear Bethel. So I'm like, what is he got? What is he trying to say? So I tell a friend, hey, God keeps saying Bethel. I don't really know what to do with this. She goes, oh, you know, there's a Bethel Atlanta, right? And you're in Orlando at this. And I was in Orlando okay. at the time. I worked at Disney. Okay. I never performed at Disney. That's what everybody always asks. I'm like, no, I worked at a restaurant because I didn't want to perform. <laughs> I was like, I need to take a break. Um, But I was in Orlando. I heard Bethel Atlanta instantly in my spirit. Joy erupted. Wow. That's a definite way of knowing. Definite. I just knew. Everything in me knew. And I looked at my friend and I said, well, I'm moving to Atlanta. And I didn't know anyone (laughs) here. (laughs) See, 
See, this is why we have BA chats. Yeah. You hear stuff like this. Right? Yeah. You need to tell people. I had no idea who yeah. anyone was. The day I walked in the doors, I literally knew I was home for the wow. first time. That's and you That's came amazing. in as a student. As a student. Okay. What year is this? What year are we on? This was 2013. Okay. So completion of five years five starting years now. Years. Six years. Yeah. Wow. So I met my family. Awesome. <laughs> Bunch of crazies. So awesome. Oh, such weirdos. I love it. You know, I think here's my belief system. My belief is that all of us are weird. Just some of us choose to accept it. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I mm-hmm. I found all the people that just choose to accept it. It's great. We like it about each other, right? <laughs> I love that people are unique and quirky. Totally. So so from that, the dance thing. Well, kid you not, first night of school, first year, I am overwhelmed with the presence of God, and you know they do the fire tunnel oh, yeah. first first night. Mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed, and somehow the the front was clear and we had just finished fire tunnel it was clear no one was there and i just have this crazy emotion i have to dance i just have to dance you gotta do it i had to show the lord how much i loved him <laughs> just had to do it and and i'd never danced in front of people oh wow. so this is like six years later oh, wow. finally danced in front of people so everybody thought i was a dancer <laughs> which was hilarious to me <laughs> I was like, that what? That is so fun. I totally know you as a dancer. So funny. And so God told me from that, he said, I want you to start dancing every time there's worship at this church. Wow. And I didn't want to. No. I was like, that scares me. <laughs> that scares me because people pleasing, what people think of me, I conform based off of people's thoughts. Wow. I didn't know how to be myself. Wow, Jesus. Oh, so dancing actually broke a lot of the fear of man off me. Oh, great. Wow, that's yeah. a great, that's really good. So that's where dancing came in. Okay. So the development of dance has changed, right? So now I do it with Holy Spirit, and I'm asking, what are you doing? How are you dancing? Do you want me to dance over people? <laughs> what do you want to do? Or maybe I just want to dance because I just love him. You know? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where dancing came in. Now, you, you're you in film now. Yes. How did this happen? <laughs> right? All these outlets. <laughs> well, they're all creative, beautiful outlets. Yeah. They're they wonderful. They are. And I think what I'm learning is we're all creative. Mm-hmm. You know, I think fear stops us from thinking we're not creative. I really want you to speak into this because that's completely yeah. true. I'd love to hear all your perspectives on it. Yeah, I do. I think that we're all creative. I think someone either told us at some point in our life that we weren't creative or we weren't good enough. And so I think that people shut it down and they're like, oh, you know, I, I couldn't do that. Or I've had so many people come up to me after they see me dance and they go, oh, my goodness, I love watching you dance. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And they're like, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, oh, you can't. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's stopping you? you sure. Know? That's and a good I, question. And I've learned what stops people from painting, from writing, from dancing, from singing, pretty much all the cre- like creative, quote unquote, sure. things we think. Sure. All of them, it's mostly because someone's scared that someone's not going to like it wow. or God's not going to like it. So they're just afraid to even let that out. Wow. So I encourage anyone who's listening to this, if you feel a pull to do something that you've always longed to do, just do it. That's awesome. And be messy. It's okay. Ooh, speak into that just for a little bit. <laughs> be messy. Yeah. So do you want me to say, like, be messy creatively? What does that or, mean to be messy? So because of my whole mental deciding of trying to be perfect and trying to look good, God had to show me that creativity looks like messiness. And mm-hmm. it looks like just embracing not doing it the way you think you're supposed to, but mm. just letting it come out of you. And so mm. when I dance, I have no idea what I'm about to do. Mm. I just let it out. And there's freedom attached to that, Sure. which I'm learning. Neuroscience, there actually is a legit thing attached to your body <laughs> that right. needs that. Actually oh, wow. Yeah, so you actually need to release creativity inside of you. God created us as creative beings. So we need to create outlets for ourselves, even if no one ever sees it. We need to create outlets for ourselves because our bodies actually need to release what, like life. We need to release process and creativity arts is a very great and beautiful way to do that. I think so many people are just scared to do it. Mm -hmm. They're scared because what if someone doesn't like this? 
Well, we're made in the image of God, and He is a creator if He's nothing else. Oh. Right. I mean, all of this is out of His imagination. Yeah. Blue is out of His imagination. <laughs> like, there at one time was not blue, and He dreamed it up. There was one time there wasn't wood. Yeah. You know, there wasn't air. There weren't Come lungs. On. There weren't, you know, there weren't micro you know, yeah. bones. There weren't cells. There was nothing. All of it is from His imagination. I mean, Come He's on. a creator, and we're made just like it. So that makes Amen. perfect sense. Mm-hmm. No, I've said so many times you can look at a sky and go, wow, the Lord's the best artist ever. Mm, Like when you look at the way colors complement each other, you know, things that you wouldn't think to put together and you're like, oh, wow, look, he did it in nature and it's absolutely Mm. beautiful. So good. It's a beautiful painting. Yeah. Well, so it makes sense that not only is it normal, but it's healthy and that we need to release that. We're just made in the image of somebody who just had to create. Because why else? I mean, he did this for relationship and love, but because he had to. I just have these ideas. Yes. And I just want to do this thing. (laughs) I'm going to call it Earth. You know, and we're we're made in the image of that. And I I think I really want to debunk this idea that creativity is just limited to these artsy things that creativity actually is engineers Mm -hmm. creativity is structure Mm -hmm. because you're creating structure Mm -hmm. you're creating organization administrators are highly creative Mm -hmm. and we i think have just created this category for creatives and said oh you're a creative because you dance Mm -hmm. and i look at samantha medlin and i'm like she's a creative because she is is an administrator and she's creating the system for all of us to live in Mm -hmm. you know and so i think i i've been learning the process of how all of us are creative Mm -hmm. and we just manifest it in different ways. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell us what you're doing now, because this is a story in and of itself. We would like to hear about the film. So, um, I always knew I was drawn to film for the last, I mean, ever since I was a little girl, I've I've always loved film. And I always remember when I would watch credits, I would go, I want to do that. Mm. Oh, wow. I always felt this just, Oh, and so I had words about it actually. Um, when I started school, I had words about it that I would be in the film industry and I was like, okay, God, I'm going to be an actor because that's what I thought, you know, that's how I was going to get in (laughs) because that makes sense. I mean, I did acting. It was my skill. Sure, sure. Duh. So like, yeah, so that's what I thought, but you know, I couldn't get in the doors just shut, 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 shut all in my face. I'm like, ah, this is not, this isn't, this isn't it. And I've learned, too, with God, when it comes to favor, we think when doors are shutting that we're doing something wrong. Sometimes we need to ask the Lord, are you shutting this because this isn't the right door? This isn't actually the right avenue. Where is the right avenue? So I've been learning that in my own life. Where is the right avenue? Then what what am I doing? Where am I going? Exactly. Because it may look different than I think it should look. So let me open myself up. (laughs) Sure. It's and scary for people to think that. What? What? Where do you find courage to think I might not be seeing this right? Like I might have the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. Humility. Okay. Good. It has to be humility. It's good. It's embracing I could be wrong. It's good. And living in a space with the Lord of relationship. It's a free, happy place. It is. Yeah. It really is to say, oh, I could be wrong. Right. <laughs> I'm just. I'm gonna let go and let the Lord do this. Yeah, I'm not God. Only no. one of us is. It's not me. Right. It's you. <laughs> right. So for me, <laughs> the film stuff. Right. I um. I was. <clears throat> let's see. How do I even get there? <laughs> I was. I was serving Georgia and Winnie Banoff. So okay. if anybody knows yep. them, Georgia and Winnie Banoff. I served them after second year of school Global ministry. Celebration, right? Global wow. celebration. Mm-hmm. Such beautiful people. So fascinating. Also a great lesson of life. Ask the Lord when he tells you to go somewhere, ask him, what is he talking about? How long? <laughs> and what am I supposed to do? Because good you can create good so many messes with assumptions. Wow. <laughs> Meaning like, oh, he's telling me to do this. It's obviously for the next 15 years. Exactly. Okay. Because I had six dreams that I was going to serve these people. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to serve you forever. <laughs> Because why not? I had six dreams. Right. So clearly, I'm supposed to be with you guys forever. forever. That's exactly what that means. Like, that makes sense. And so I went to them, and I was like, I'm supposed to just put my bags at your feet and serve you guys just forever. Wow. <laughs> you know? And um, so while I was there, though, Sean Bolt prophesied over me um, at a conference and actually talked about the film industry. Wow. And he said, I see you bringing order where there's chaos. Um, where there's hopelessness, I see you bringing hope. And he said a lot of other stuff I can't even remember because I was getting whacked by the Lord in that moment. <laughs> All I can hear is God yelling at me and saying, if you ever doubt that I called you the film industry, stop. Like, wow. <laughs> because I did, even though I wasn't seeing the manifestation, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so this was three years ago. 
um, three and a half, I guess now. And so he said a bunch of stuff about the film world to me. I also received his impartation for like favor in that world and stuff in that moment too. And then in July of three years ago, God woke me up at four o'clock in the morning. Kid you not. And I don't normally wake up late at night. That's not me and God thing. I don't like being woken up. (laughs) So to be honest, I was a little snarky with the Lord. I'm like, why are you waking me up right now? You know this is not my jam. Yeah, you know I would prefer not to have a conversation late at night. Um, I'm not awake. And and praise God he did, right? Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But um, 4 o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden I'm, uh, let's see, let me think. He's telling me something that's going on. I don't want to give it away because then I give the story away. But he's talking about a very, very, I would say political issue, but it's really God's heart issue. Right. And that's what I said. yeah, it's it's really God's heart. And he is grieving over it, right? In our in our whole country and the world. So so he's talking to me about it. And I'm like, well, what can I do? Like, what can I do with the skill set, with the giftings you've given me to actually give your voice in this area? Mm. And he said, just watch. So he literally like gives me an open vision of a script, an entire feature film. <laughs> I'm not a writer, guys. Like, well, no, I'm sorry. I am a writer. Then you I believed I wasn't a writer. Right, I was right. like, what in the world is this? So I, I, <laughs> It's not even a Christian film. It is a psychological thriller. Mm. And um, it's about a 40-year-old research scientist who cures leukemia because of his daughter you go through his whole story life with his family and it, the whole premise is choosing life over death. Mm. So it's a story wow. within a story, story within a story within a story. Anyway, it's trippy. It's like an inception wow. kind of movie feeling okay. to it. So he, but you're watching this go. Oh, oh I'm, I'm literally sitting there going, I would watch this movie. <laughs> like I would go and watch this movie. This is awesome. Wow. And I'm crying and I'm like, what did I just see? And I knew in that moment, I just, I had a burning push moment. I knew it. And afterwards, two different people messaged me. They had messaged me at that time. And they said, God woke me up to pray for you. And I keep hearing the Lord saying, it's green, go. Like he's giving you this favor, go. And I'm like, what? And I said to the Lord, I'm like, I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write. And he goes, just start writing. Just write it down. And I'm like, Okay. So all of a sudden the Lord connects me, literally starts connecting me. He asked, like I moved back to Atlanta and, um, and realized this is where I was supposed to be all along. I was just called to be there for a season. Sure. And, um, I moved back to Atlanta all of a sudden, boom, I'm in the industry. I'm getting a job and I'm like, it wasn't even hard. Wow. And I went to a screenwriting intensive within that time frame, um, within the year, learned how to write a script. All of a sudden, just every door started lining up and opening. And I started learning. And so my feature film, we're now three and a half years in. So now I'm, it's been a journey. (laughs) Dear Lord. You know, when God gives you a word, what I'm learning is, when God gives you a a word, it's not just going to happen overnight. Like, there's going to be a process. (laughs) Exactly. Harvest. (laughs) <laughs> right. There's going to be such a process. And so we yeah. better get comfortable in the process. Like mm. we better embrace that uncomfortability and say, oh, I don't like that. I'm not seeing this yet, but I'm going to love this moment really well. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to soak it. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to learn That's as great. much as I can right now. That's great. So, yeah. So, so the films were in the fourth revision. Um, which, what is typical? Mm. A script goes through oh. how many reviews? Oh, my goodness. I can't even. I don't even. Honestly, it just depends. <laughs> but it can go through so many. Sure, sure. Um, you would hope it goes through maybe five. Right. Um, if you want it to be great. And I told the Lord, I was like, if this is your baby, we're going to make this great. Right. Like, I am not going to sh- shortcut. We're going to make sure oh. it's the best film it can be. Wow. Good for you. Why not make an incredible film that right. everybody would actually go see? Good like, for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. that's the whole idea, right? Like an action-packed thriller, you know, a mind bender that actually, like, if God is the coolest thing that's ever happened, right? Why wouldn't we have these most incredible films? You know, that's what I said. Now, I will say though, for people that love faith-based films and the people who create them, they are so beautiful, mm-hmm. and they're exactly what are needed mm-hmm. to certain people that need them in this time. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever want to discredit that. I appreciate that. Ever, I just know I'm called to create God's voice in such a way in the world 
that other people that aren't Christians would come and hear it. Sure. Yep. You know, so, yeah. so th- that's, so we're in the fourth revision. Um, a script analyst is actually grading it right now. Right. I want it to be an A-level script. So an A-level means um, you can get 30 million or above. Okay. Um, you should be able to get 30 million or above because it actually should make a lot of money. Like that's what an right. A-level script means. It means you have all the components to right. make a to make the profitable film. Profitable film okay. that people would go and watch. So I was like, well, let's make it A-level then. Why not? Right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you got to make it something. It might make as well be A-level. A-level. Yeah. Wow. So um, we'll see when, when that timing is. Is there a name for the film or is that? No. A, okay. That's you know, okay. it's so funny. I would think that that could change. And so why yeah, like totally. marry yourself to a name at right. this point? Right. And yeah. I, I have a strong conviction. Excuse me. I, I have a strong conviction that if the Lord gave me this, then he's going to give me the name. Like, so I'm just thinking, and I haven't heard it. And that's like, great. Mm, nope, not yet. So, yeah, so that's been a quite a process, and I've had crazy favor with that film. Here's the twofold. I think when people are like, oh, I really want to do this, or, man, I really want to be in the film industry, and I'm just not getting favor. What I'm learning is, is that God will give favor when he's called you to something, but you actually do have to put in the work to grow it. Mm. Like, I'll say that again. Yeah, so, so God will bring the people to you. God will bring the right people into the world. He'll bring the people you need. He will actually make it easy in places you don't have to strive, but you do have to put the work in. For example, like I do need to write the script. I do need to get the best screenwriting. I need to go to workshops. I need to learn how to write a script. Mm. I need to get feedback from people and do it again and do it again. A skill. So it's a skill to learn. And so I think we, a lot of times, God will give us word. And we think, oh, he's going to do all of it. <laughs> right. No, no, no. That's happening. And and we do have to say, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to apply myself. And so the last three years, God, um, I've worked in every department. Wow. So my whole goal is I, I want to become a director, producer, or creative producer, and have my own production company. And mm-hmm. yeah. And so I told the Lord, though, I said, let's do this your way. <laughs> I don't want to do yeah. it my way. So Wait. from the beginning, let's set the tone. Um I want to do the best I can. I want to be the best leader I can. So how do we do that? And God said to me, he said, serve. That's awesome. Learn. That's awesome. So so I've literally been in every department in the wow. industry learning. Do you do your own rewrites on the script? And yes, I've actually now brought in a screenwriter. Okay. So I hit my capacity right. last summer. Okay. I hit my capacity and I told the Lord, I said, if you want this to be an A-level script, I think I need to bring in someone who, who is gifted at this. Like, this is really their right. passion. Right. It's not really my passion. Like, sure. I don't like sitting behind a computer for eight hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be in the film industry, like, on set, sure. you know, 12-hour sure. days. Sure. Um, and so I did bring in an, a screenwriter. Her name's Amy Julian. Great. She's absolutely fabulous. And she <laughs> has just brought the script to a whole other level. Wow. And I'm so impressed. And she caught the vision. Literally, we spent five intense days all day long together deconstructing it and reconstructing it. And it was the same thing I saw, but it just put in new layers of transitions and pockets that were confusing. And we just tied them together to create a story. Wow. So that's the film. Um, Hopefully, hopefully, if if it is what I think it is, we'll see. Um, (laughs) If we get back a B plus on this script grading, that means we're really close. Good. And they'll give us feedback about where that was. So we can just do a rewrite. Honestly, we could start pre-production within the beginning of next year. Oh, oh my wow. word. Yeah. yeah. So, but but wow. that takes six months in itself, pre-production. Sure. So a film takes 13 years to get made normally. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know that. It can take 13 years. If you want it to be absolutely phenomenal, it can. Now, technology, it sped up the process, but... Oh, it can easily take five to ten years. Wow. Between writing, pre-production, post. Oh, gotcha. I mean, production, gotcha. post. Yeah. Wow. So, so, but I want this to be 30 million plus. So sure. that means, you know, we would actually start the process of getting the money by the beginning of the year, pitching, getting our actors we want. I want A-list actors. Um, and I have connections to them, which is cool. So, And the Lord's been setting all that up this time? All of that up this <laughs> these last three years. So I know when it's go time, oh, it's going to be awesome <laughs> oh my gosh so you've been working on this this into for the last three years this whole time yeah 
Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it's been a process and it's been scary. Um, what has been scary about it? Because I think you realize when you're sitting on something like that, that your whole life will change when it happens. Wow. That's what's scary. Yeah. How will your life change? I think just actually if like, because the content is so political. Okay. Oh, wow. It's political and it's not really, it shouldn't be political. Right. It's God's heart. It's a heart. Yeah. It's a heart thing, but it's going to be political. Unfortunately, it's probably going to cause a lot of anger because, you know, Jesus came with a sword. Right. And unfortunately, (laughs) when he's rebuking, if you're not open and humble, you're going to get angry and defensive. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like this movie actually is going to create a lot of, it's going to create a lot of open perspective, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, But it's definitely, and the reason why I don't say what it's about is only because once this film, you don't know until the end what it's about. It's like one of those twister things where you're like, what? Right. Yeah. Didn't even know that's what was coming. So, um, so for me to say it would give away right. the entire, you know, um, and so we're gonna have to get people to sign contracts and saying they won't talk about the end or anything. Hush contract. It has to be a hush contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk. Don't talk. <laughs> we're paying you to not talk. <laughs> to be quiet. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the feature, I know that it's going to change my reputation, which is scary to be honest, because. I've all like people may not like me <laughs> after this film comes out and God's yeah. been preparing me for this moment. Sure. Wow. I've realized how much I've looked at my life. And the one thing I've struggled with more than anything is what people think of me. Wow. And of course God would give me something on a scale <laughs> where people might rip like, my reputation apart. <laughs> let's see what you, you know. see how you feel about yourself. Now. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> you know, people rip apart movies all the time. Yeah. And what is that great old saying a man is or a person is known by their enemies. Meaning you really need to have the right enemies. If you don't have particular enemies, you're really not doing the right thing. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) And and see, I have to remember that. Right. So in this process of like, oh, the closer this gets, the more I realize, oh, whoa, like, yes, my core people won't change. Mm -hmm. I've built a system with the Lord of people I've done life with, with Mm -hmm. Bethel Atlanta. These people I have intentionally been doing life with knowing there's going to come a day Mm -hmm. where I'm on a feature film set and there's going to be an A-list actor breaking down. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call in Melissa Crilly and be like, Melissa, I need you to come on set and I need you to pray over this person. Like, wow. so I need you to love so. on them. <laughs> I need you to so-so. I need you to love sure. on this person because they need love. Mm. And yeah, so the film industry, the reason why I'm called to it, I know that I want to do it is because there's so many people that are so hungry mm-hmm. and they, they love life. Mm-hmm. They just don't know that they want God. Wow. That is so well know said. It. And so I want to be able to create a beautiful space where people see the love of God mm-hmm. actually manifested. Because it really is true. Anybody who sees Jesus really does love Jesus. Even if right. it comes out angry at first. <laughs> right. Yeah. Angry about I was wrong or something yeah. like that. But I mean, right. he is the desire of all nations. He's wonderful. Amen. And he really does. The power he creates in any space is that what begins to happen is your brain. Literally, when you walk into the presence of God, the actual grooves of your brain change. Oh. It's literally what's happening when we're getting delivered from a lie and we're all of a sudden realizing like we're getting hope all of a sudden in a situation like finances or our marriage or whatever's going on. That's what's happening to us actually physiologically is we're walking into the presence of God and the presence is actually changing our neurons. It's changing the DNA, the wow. genetics. It's That's changing so things. So let's talk about this because <laughs> when you haven't been making a $30 million A um, script or what did you call it? A list. A list. A list actors and your yes, your awesome script, yeah. your A plus script. You have been studying the Enneagram and neuroscience. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> in your spare time. Hilarious, guys. <laughs> so, uh, while I'm working in the film industry, <laughs> I don't even which, know. <laughs> it really does all work together and is so beautiful. What an empowering thing! But so, tell us about the Enneagram. What is that? Mm-hmm. So the Enneagram. Okay, so I, I want to <laughs> preface this. I can be wrong. <laughs> So anybody that listens to this and goes, well, that's not right. Like, okay, that's great because I could be wrong. I am learning. I am a learner of the Enneagram right now. Um, I've, le- I've been learning it for the last five years, to be honest. Um, John Pitzer mm-hmm. introduced it to us in at second school. year at school. And I identified with the number three, which is called the Achiever. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> they literally perform to get love. Um, and it, once that happened, it unmasked 
the subconscious pain in my life. Mm. And I didn't know that's what it was. And I always felt blocked. Mm-hmm. And God just, it was a beautiful tool that the Lord used to help me register. This is what I believe in my subconscious thinking. And it's manifesting itself in my everyday life. Mm. And so the Enneagram has been a beautiful tool that's helped register what I'm actually thinking and what I'm becoming aware of. Mm. And it, um, so, cause I think we all, you know, in life, we have a choice to actually become aware of our subconscious life or we can coast through mm-hmm. and shut it down and watch Netflix or, you know, do something where we don't have to think. We can go yeah. on autopilot or yes. we can stop and say, why am I programmed like this? What is my autopilot? What am I actually believing right now? Right. Like what's really happening? Mm-hmm. So I've realized that your uncomfortable spaces are actually the opportunities to stop and get healing because that's when you actually realize where the lies coming from. And it's subconscious. It's not in our conscious. Like Jesus, when Jesus was talking about renewing your mind, when Jesus was talking about the seeds being planted and trees and the wine, he is talking about the fact that, guys, when a lie is presented to you or truth is presented, it's in seed format. And when it Mm -hmm. grows, it actually creates a groove in your brain, literally, that creates a cognitive function that when a circumstance happens in that area and it it hits your whole being, you literally, you release energy that goes through your body and creates an emotion (laughs) that then you create a choice. So it all starts with a seed. Everything does. When Jesus said that. Well, remember, Jesus said, if you didn't understand that parable of the sower and the seed, so one of the more famous parables, he said, if you didn't understand that, you wouldn't understand anything in the kingdom. Exactly. Because everything is seed time and harvest. Everything. So if we can understand that our bodies have seeds that went into us and then created root systems that then created trees that then manifested into fruit, if we can just understand that one concept alone, we'll just stop in that moment and go, oh, this fruit I'm eating right now, that's anxiety. What am I believing at the root of it? Mm. What is the seed? Oh, I'm not good enough. So I have to do something. And when I'm failing, people don't like me. So I'm feeling anxiety and chaos and downward spiral. And I'm breaking down. Mm. Wow. So the Enneagram began the journey for me of learning that, learning my emotions, (laughs) just that it's okay to feel and that we were created to feel emotions and then the last six months jesus invited me to start learning the brain and neuroscience and i and who have you been studying dr caroline leaf that woman she is physically she teaches from a tree i know thoughts are literally trees i know and what was funny is jesus showed me that revelation before i knew hers that's so fun i bet you were just about to pass i was i was like she holds these little trees she's like this is your thought right i would highly recommend dr caroline like she's a she's a brilliant blessing she is and and what's beautiful about what she does is she's giving free information Mm -hmm. like these podcasts you can literally just go on YouTube and type in Dr. Caroline Leaf and you will find m- amounts and amounts of podcasts mm-hmm. that she is wanting to teach, especially the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what, guys? God gave you responsibility. God gave you control of your mind. Wow. Like he actually gave you the access. You're not a victim. Oh. Say that again. You're Say not a victim. Because I grew up being a victim my whole life. It's very we natural do. until yeah. we it are taught is. differently. Her research began when she she was in neuroscience and she asked this question, is the mind more powerful than the brain? Can the mind heal the brain? And 30 years ago, the science community was like, no, right. the brain is king, whatever the brain is doing. And she just didn't believe it because she was a Christian. Because of the scriptures. She mm-hmm. was like, but the scriptures are telling me something else. Yeah. And now, did you know this? She's actually creating a whole thing now on the mind and the brain being separate things and how they're, yeah. Now they're having science to back it up, right? which is beautiful. And I think, though, we do have to learn faith comes from not understanding but believing and taking in the seed. But now God's giving us this beautiful tool mm-hmm. with technology where he's saying, hey, guys, <laughs> I actually did make it that way. Want like, to see it with your eyeballs? <laughs> right? Like, oh, this is actually real stuff. Right. And it just is pointing me back to God and going, whoa, God is so cool. Mm. He's so cool. Like, God... 
You guys, God is so cool. He's wonderful. The way he made our brains He's is wonderful. I mean, did you know you can change the way you think all the time? Like, oh. and this is, so this is what's been totally revolutionizing my life right now. Totally. And this has been a new <laughs> revelation. It takes 63 days to create a groove in your brain, a crevice, right? So that happens based off of, okay, you're a child and you were um, laughing too loud in um, the store and say your parents are ashamed of that or feel ashamed because of being too loud. So they say, be quiet. You're not being, you know, you're, you're being too loud. Well, that's a seed that we take in and we go, oh, my parents said that that must be true. So <laughs> something as small as that, right? So then what it begins to create is it gets watered through circumstance and then, but we take it in and then yeah. all of a sudden what begins to happen is, is it creates a groove a habit in your subconscious mind and your brain, subconscious brain, that it files it away that, oh, no one's going to love you if you're loud. <laughs> so then what happens? It creates a tree. It produces fruit. So now this person feels like they don't have a voice. They can't talk. They can't share their opinion because they might be too loud. Mm. And it manifests itself into the conscious world. And this is, I mean, for if you wanted to see it physically, you can see this in the brain. It's phenomenal. Literally. And so what's beautiful, what I've been doing is changing my prayers for people and for myself. God, Jesus, take the groove out of my brain. Awesome. Just take the groove out. <laughs> Fill in the hole, And sir. put in a new groove. <laughs> like, with uh, the could tr- you dig groove. out the Marianas Trench right there? <laughs> could we just cover that in there just right? a little bit? <laughs> right? That's exactly <laughs> Can you just take this out, please? I love that voice, Kevin. That was pretty beautiful right there. Squeak, squiggity, squeak, squiggity. That's what it feels like sometimes. So there you go. I It's really revolutionizing and understanding that when you have a thought, you do feel, and then you make a choice. And when you make a choice, it actually solidifies the pathway in your brain. And Enneagram and neuroscience were working in tandem yes. for you. Okay. Yes, because um, the Enneagram helps you unmask subconscious belief systems in you that you didn't know were there. And so it kind of helps you navigate the rabbit trail. You know when you feel blocked mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this? Yeah. It helps you understand. It, it kind of labels it so that you see it and you mm-hmm. go, oh, that's what I've been doing. I didn't know that's what I was doing. So the two scriptures that the Lord has given me to just so find it in the word, like, Father, where are you saying this? Where have you always been saying this is, as a man so thinketh in his heart, yes, so is he. And out of the abundance of the heart flow Mouse our space. entire issues of life. So yes. we can look around at our lives and we can tell exactly what's in our hearts mm-hmm. because our hearts are creating constantly all the time. And so these are tools that you are using to, well, what is going on in my heart? Right? I should pay some close attention right? to my mind and the heart of me. And okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and so in that, you know, it's been honestly the most beautiful thing that what I'm learning is our brains weren't created for fear. They were literally created for love and love and fear can't That's coexist in the brain. Helpful. Literally they can't. Psychologically. Yeah, they, they, can't. Really. they really can't coexist. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf has a picture. She shows where unforgiveness and bitterness and fear, if it's believed in the system of your brain, there's a black cloud and it actually disconnects oh, your pathways. Because <laughs> fear is not supposed to actually be, it's not supposed to take up Real estate in our brain. Wow, love it's is perfect. Love cast it out. Yeah, we it literally cast it out. For it. it was a short circuit. Exactly, oh. and so. So how how have you felt like um, this yeah. piece of the enneagram and you kind of listening to Dr. Caroline Leaf has helped you with your mountain and like where you're. It's given me so much. Going to. Yeah. Such a great question. It's given me so much hope because it's helped me see people now. To see them, oh, they're just scared. Oh, they're hurting. Because all of us as humans, you know, we manifest things that we don't like about other people. It's just because they're scared. It's just because in childhood somebody told them that it wasn't okay to do that. And so I'm learning in the film industry, like, I feel like the film industry gets such a bad rap from so many people, especially Christians, about, oh, they're these liberals. (laughs) And they're, you know, they have all these horrible belief systems. And I'm like, oh, but no one's ever, like, I love sitting down with them and talking to them about life and asking them questions about who they are and helping them navigate. Oh, so when you were six years old, oh, so that happened to you. Like, 
oh, that's why you feel that way. Okay, let's let's navigate that. So I feel like I'm almost becoming a counselor in the film industry, like because people want to yeah. tell you their problems. Well, they're hungry because yeah. people we're made again in the image of God, who's happy, right, and healthy, and so we're made in the image of health, and so talking is a way to be like, I gotta work this out. I need to be healthy, right? And we right. were made for connection right. with other people and humans. So if we're alone in the film industry, that happens a lot. People work twelve-hour days. Wow. They're not with their families, and they're breaking down. Wow. And they're exhausted. They're tired. And the p- the people that they work with are their families. Wow. And so you gain trust with them. You build relationship. And they want to feel connected. They just don't know how. And so to be able to give them the tools. And the Enneagram has helped me with that, going, oh, when I'm starting to perform, I just need to register it. Neuroscientifically, I'm learning. Oh, I just need to stop in this moment. I need to ask Holy Spirit what's going on. Invite Holy Spirit in this process with mm-hmm. me. And then I need to like be authentic Wow. in this moment. So learn, heal, like capture thought, take that thought captive and learn and heal. And Father, what is the right way to do this? I obviously don't know because my autopilot is this, is performance. Exactly. There's, there's a better way. Like what is the way? Right. Or, or disconnection is my autopilot. Right. Or um, what are the things I'm doing when I feel hurt by that person when they talk to me in a certain tone? And what should I do? Like what, what, are, the, what are my options? Like I just do this one thing. <laughs> On accident, almost. Right, and why am I doing this? Why am I? I don't want to do this. Right. So why am I doing it? And I think when you got Jesus at the foundation of learning all of this, and learning, there are so many tools now. I mean, that God's given us. It is true. So many tools to actually do family well and love each other well. We can be well. We We can really can be well. There's so much hope Mm -hmm. in all of this. Marie Joy, so Marie good. Joy, thank you so much so for coming. Welcome. You're the greatest. How can we keep up with your awesome adventure? Oh man, yeah. well, I'm I am going to become an Enneagram coach. Um, ah. uh, I so didn't I'm, even know that was a thing. Yes. So it really, as you get certified, literally now. So because they want to know, you know, if people are wanting to get um, coaching, you want to know you're getting it from someone that actually has done the work and isn't just typecasting you or saying, oh, you're, you're a five. Like, you know, you, you actually want to know that someone's created humility and space to learn and grow and, and actually let you take your power back and know who you are yeah. um, versus telling you who you are. So, so I'm, I'm getting certified right now. I'm going through courses, and wow. I want to start an Enneagram podcast, um, and I really want Jesus to be the foundation because <laughs> Jesus gave us all of this, and, you know, so I think we'll see. I mean, that might be a way for that. And then when my feature film comes out, um, which who knows, that could be a couple years, maybe who maybe knows? two, maybe three, maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? We don't know. It'll be wonderful whenever. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so is this something that like people could sign up and you could coach them? Oh, yes, actually. Okay, um, okay. What a great question. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So. The, the whole thing is, um, once I get certified, they actually set you up, um, you know, of becoming, I'll get a website and okay. actually be able to set up appointments. But if anyone's interested in and really wants, like if the Enneagram feels like a good option for you to learn, like if you're feeling stuck and you're just not getting leeway and not, you know, and you're trying to figure out why do I keep doing this? Um, it's been such a great tool for me. And so if there's anyone that listens to this podcast and really wants, you know, help with that. I mean, I'd love to sit down with them. Um, so I would say probably the easiest way to do that right now would be maybe email. <laughs> if, <laughs> I don't know sh- when these come out. so <laughs> You don't even have to give out your email address, but if you right. wanted to, people would contact you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I And I totally would be fine with that because okay. yeah. my huge passion is letting people know they actually can do this. Okay, sister. I mean, it's so beautiful. Okay. So um, I guess the email would be, hmm. (laughs) Which account should I give them? Right, right. (laughs) Which one should I give them? Um, You know what? I might as well just make one and just put it on here and I'll make it tonight. Do um, that. Yeah, I'll do, um, let's call it. Here we go. Look at me <laughs> creating something. See, this <laughs> is it. This creative. Is, this is a for real creative. I don't know. 
I think I'll just make up <laughs> an email address. <laughs> I literally, hopefully you guys know one's taken this one. <laughs> do you have an Ingram Counseling Center? You know yes, what? I do. I do actually, that? well, so what they do with this, um, the course I'm going through, they actually create an umbrella for you. So oh. you're a coach under them. You have That's accountability, so cool. which yeah. is great. Well, um, let's do this. If it ends up that this one, you can give this one out if you're comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you try to get no, it. if it's for that, then yes, I would. <laughs> and if it ends up changing, you just let us know. And we are happy to get that word out. Oh, thanks, yeah. guys. We're super happy because okay. we want to keep up with what you're doing and your adventures and and get you connected to people that you could just Thank you. You know, help. Oh, you know what? Actually, a better option would be what? Facebook. Uh, yeah. For now, yes. Facebook. So you can find me at Marie Joy Hunt. Perfect. And then just message me that that's what you're looking for. Or if you just want to sit and Perfect. have coffee and, and if you're really struggling and need help for direction. Perfect. Um, I love doing this stuff with people. It's been quite fun. Oh. My goodness. And are you giving reading material and everything like or recommending reading material? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So there are reading materials that I'm I'm going through with Jesus in this process. And um, it's been so fun, you guys. Awesome. Like it's just showing me how cool God is. Yeah. This yeah. whole thing. He's a brilliant God's really. whole goal. I really think live life and live it abundantly. When Jesus said that in this life, we really are supposed to live it abundantly. And God's like, hey, guys, my whole goal while you're on earth is for you to live life abundantly. Mm. So if there's an area of your life where you're stuck, I will sit there with you and I will help you navigate how to get out of it. Wow. Because this whole goal is for us not to stay there, but to register that it's there. Wow. And not just acknowledge it. Just acknowledge it's there. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge we're in pain Mm -hmm. and actually find the solution because there is a solution. Marie Joy Hunt, we love you. I love you guys. What a treat to have you with us tonight. Thanks for having me. This has been Fun. It's been so super fun. And again, we will keep up. You just have an open door. You come oh. and give us updates anytime. We just love your story and you're just a precious, beautiful person. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You guys are truly, I love you guys. You are <laughs> just you. so full of life. <laughs> so thank you. You're so welcome. Hey, so, so, so much, so much information tonight. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still over here, like, wow. Hey, if you guys want to write in, tell us some things that have happened, maybe some things that have encouraged you on the show, you can email us um, at uh, Bethel Chats. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Bethel, bachats at BethelAtlanta.com. Bring yeah. it on. Can I preface something actually really quick Absolutely. for people? Um, when I say all of this, I my foundation is Jesus, and Jesus is the one who led me to all of this. Like, yeah. I, that's just, it's always in my subconscious, I know Jesus really did do all of this. And Jesus actually is the one who'd be like, hey, you should look at the Enneagrammer. Hey, you should go talk to that person. Or, hey, you should look at Caroline Leaf. Um, And so when I'm talking about all of this, Jesus actually is the foundation of all of it. I just don't say every time, oh, Jesus said or Jesus did this. But to preface all of this, like Jesus is the truly the reason I'm thriving right now. Wow. So I just want to really give credit where credit is due. Girl, you always <laughs> give that you credit. Always Bring that stuff on. I just, yeah. Let's say that. Thank you. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to BA Chats. We just bless you people. We want you to always remember that Jesus loves you. We love you too. <laughs>